I really hate the miracle stories in the Gospels. It's not because I don't believe in miracles. I'm not like Thomas Jefferson, who cut every instance of the supernatural out of his Bible. I absolutely believe in miracles. And I absolutely believe in the literal occurrence of the miracles described in the New Testament. The problem is that because I believe in these miracles, and because they are so enticing, so interesting, so on display in the Gospels, it's hard to figure out why Jesus isn't still doing all these miracles today. Sure, miracles do continue to happen from time to time. But we all know or know of blind Christians and deaf Christians and crippled Christians and Christians with hemorrhages and even Christians who have died of leprosy. Even though Jesus healed all of these things in the Gospels. And of course, Christians still die even though there are three different stories of Jesus bringing the dead back to life. If all Bartimaeus had to do was yell out a few times, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me, why does that not work for us? It seems that either Jesus cannot actually do miracles and did not do the miracles in the Gospels, which I reject, or that Jesus actually did die and is not present to us today, which I reject, or that Jesus does not actually care about us enough to heal us, which I doubly reject. So then what's going on? The short answer is that God never performs miracles for their own sake. God always uses miracles to prove his presence and his doctrine. In the case of Bartimaeus, the most important line of the gospel is not immediately he received his sight. The most important line is, and he followed him on the way. Let me give you a long quote from St. Thomas Aquinas that helped me here. St. Thomas says, God enables man to work miracles for two reasons. First and principally, in confirmation of the doctrine that a man teaches. For since those things which are of faith surpass human reason, they cannot be proved by human arguments, but need to be proved by the argument of divine power. So that when a man does works that God alone can do, we may believe that what he says is from God. Just as when a man is the bearer of letters sealed with the king's ring, it is to be believed that what they contain expresses the king's will. Secondly, God enables man to work miracles in order to make known God's presence in a man by the grace of the Holy Ghost, so that when a man does the works of God, we may believe that God dwells in him by grace. Now both these things were to be made known to men concerning Christ. Namely, that God dwelled in him by grace, and that his supernatural doctrine was from God. In other words, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, miracles only exist to prove that a doctrine or a person is from God. So Jesus only worked miracles in order to prove that he was the Messiah and the Son of God. 
Now, it's hard to disagree with St. Thomas Aquinas here. I can't think of any miracles in the Gospels that are not explicitly connected somehow to faith, that are not intended to confirm belief in the divinity of Jesus. In fact, the Gospel of St. John makes this far more explicit than the other Gospels. In John's Gospel, Jesus constantly berates the scribes and the Pharisees for seeing his many signs and refusing to believe in him. Jesus makes clear that the purpose of his miracles was so that people would believe that he was the Messiah and Son of God. Now, does this mean that Jesus does not want to perform miracles to help us and heal us? Yes and no. We should always remember that God's ultimate goal is our salvation through belief in and unity with him. Sometimes performing a miracle will help this goal, but many times it will not. God is like any parent of crying children who has to evaluate whether the request of the child is good for them or not. Crying out for food, for example, could be good or bad. Good at dinner time, bad at bedtime, especially if we didn't eat our dinner. Really bad if we are just crying for candy at the grocery store. God knows what is best for us, and he is always going to give us whatever we need to have a deep and sustaining relationship with him, because that is his goal. But he is not going to give us everything we ask for. Because not everything we ask for is actually going to confirm our faith and help us grow closer to God. Now, given the understanding that miracles exist primarily to confirm our faith in God, there are two very common and very dangerous prayer practices that we have to talk about. First, it is very common to think that God only loves us if he gives us what we want. But again, think of parents with their children. A parent's love is not measured in toys or sweets or yielded demands. A parent's love is measured in the sacrifices made out of love for the child. If we ever need to remember how much God loves us, we should not look to miracles. We should look to the cross. God became man and took upon himself our death so that we could be free of sin and death and join him for eternity in heaven. The cross is really the only sign we need of the infinite love of God. Second, it is very common to treat prayer like magic or an ATM, where if we say the right words or do the right things, We will get what we want. I know so many Catholics who believe that if they do a specific novena or promise some penitential practice or pray for multiple hours a day, their prayers will automatically be answered. And I know so many Catholics who believe that they can bargain with God, that if they give money to the church or promise to go on a certain pilgrimage, then their prayers will be answered. But this is the dynamic normally associated with paganism, not Christianity. This is a belief that God can be controlled, that prayer is a magic formula, that we can force God 
to do whatever we want. Of course, our devotions and penitential practices and gifts to the church are important. But they are important because they help us grow closer and closer to God every day. They confirm our faith in and unity with God. And the closer we grow to God, the more we can authentically pray, Thy will be done, rather than My will be done. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't want to turn you away from prayer. I just want you to pray for the right things. The things of this world will pass away. But our unity with God, that's going to last for eternity. So pray for unity with God. Pray in order that you might grow closer and closer to God now and every day of your life. Our closeness to God does require that we bring him everything on our hearts. So it is perfectly appropriate to tell him about our worries, our finances, our health, and our family. It is perfectly appropriate to pray for a miracle. But when we pray for that miracle, we have to trust God. We have to trust that he is always working for our salvation. That he is always working to bring us closer to him. And we have to trust that in him, we can overcome any obstacle, and that he will always bring us happiness, even if that happiness looks different than what we were expecting or asking for. God does love us. God is close to us. And Jesus is still working miracles. It's just that most of the time, these miracles happen in the, in the interior of our hearts and souls. But, as Christians, we trust God. And we always pray that his will be done, whatever that will might be.